what's going on, 2 o'clock. On this Friday morning, 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. It's Yamamoto Day. Breaking news happened just before we came on at uh, 1130 or so. Yamamoto decides to sign with the Dodgers, not taking Steve Cohen's money, not taking the uh, pinstripes of the New York Yankees and going to be with his buddy Shohei Otani out in L.A. And it's become a little bit of a talking point towards the Mets, but the Yankees are in a terrible spot here too. I mean, it's just it's 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 a bad it's a bad day for both teams in my opinion, and we'll see what happens. But the Yankees make tons of money, and the Yankees have plenty of money, and the Yankees have passed on stars like Harper. The Yankees have passed on stars like Machado. The Yankees have always went out there and got their man when they determined who their man was. And now they did that with Soto already this offseason, so some Yankee fans have already talked about the changing uh, feel of the team and talked about how it's it's they're all in this year and I feel better about Cashman and feel better about how. But ultimately, Yamamoto was the guy that they clearly wanted. Yamamoto was a guy that Brian Cashman flew all the way to Japan to go see instead of celebrating the, the day that uh, acknowledged the 1998 Yankees. Instead of enjoying that he and seeing all his former uh, uh, players, he took a plane across the world to Japan to watch Yamamoto throw a no-hitter, no less. And he kept the he kept the ticket stub. They saved number eighteen for him. They did everything they could to try and get this guy here, except pony up another twenty five million dollars. And this is a, a Dodgers team that really wasn't in on it until they figured out this ridiculous contract with Otani. But the Yankees have taken a backseat to the Dodgers as the most aggressive team in baseball. The Yankees that were supposed to be back this year and have gotten Juan Soto and did get Verdugo, who was introduced via Zoom call earlier uh, on Thursday, and you feel better about the offense and you feel better about the team in many ways. But ultimately, this was supposed to be the guy they go get. This was the guy they targeted. This is the guy like Cole, like Judge, like CeCe Sabathia, that they said, this is our guy. And ultimately, there's no way they weren't shopped this 325. I just find it very hard to believe. And they thought the pinstripes and they thought the success of the franchise and the ability to be their guy and not be in Otani's shadow, they thought that would cover $25 million. And so it's supposed to be down to them, and that's what it's been reported, that they were the two finalists that it was a choice between the Yankees and the Dodgers, but not only did they allow Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani, and the the coast out on the west where he's closer to his house be the difference, they allowed $25 million to be the difference. And we can talk about how that's a lot of money, and the, the conversation started at $200 million and it worked its all the way up to three twenty-five. plus the posting fee is three seventy-five, and that's a lot of money, the most ever for a pitcher who's never thrown a pitch inside Major League Baseball, blah, 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 blah. We knew all that already. We knew all that already. This was the Yankees' guy. This was supposed to be the Yankees' Yamasoto offseason. And they let $25 million stand in the way. I think both teams did not do their jobs here. I think Steve Cohen should have offered more, and I think the Yankees should have done what they had to do to get him. 
And $300 million is a fair offer. And 325 nobody offered more. $325 million from Steve Cohen sure isn't nothing. But they allowed the Dodgers to spend $1.1, practically just under that, $1.1 billion in one offseason. While the Yankees are now looking to see who they can try and figure out who to get to stem this rotation that has coal and a bunch of question marks in it. This is a bad day for the Yankees. This is a bad day for the Mets. I'm sorry. It just is. We can talk about how much money and whether or not he's worth it. The Yankees had every opportunity to get this guy. The Yankees wanted this guy. The Yankees gave him a jersey and set up videos with with Matsui and probably Tanaka and had, you know, Judge and Cole probably reach out to him and did everything they could to get this guy. They did everything they could except they drew the line at $300 million. And now they're going to have to figure it out. Now they have to go pivot. Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Hey, Chris, good to talk to you, brother, man. Um, Listen, I agree 100% with what you said about everything. And uh, to me, this is just another... Another um another night and another disappointing night into a terrible, awful, disgraceful uh New York sports season, except for the New York Rangers, the Yankees, the Mets, the Giants, the Jets. Um more embarrassment. Um none of these none of these great athletes seems like they want to come to New York anymore. So um, you know, I guess what what the Mets and Yankees are gonna have to do is uh, I guess money doesn't the money that's coming out of their pocket between the taxes in the city or whatever, it's not gonna matter anymore. They're just gonna have to start giving up assets because uh, you know, Cohen did a terrible job with this. Um they they knew that this had to be three hundred seventy five, three hundred and eighty million to get this guy here. Um and and just like Ross said before, the caller before said, I mean it's just um, it's, I just don't understand what's going on here. I mean, you guys, this team's supposed to be out here trying to sign, um, you know, every great player, every great veteran player that there is in this league. I mean, it's morbid. I mean, how could these? How could how could Mr. Cohen just say, you know what? We're just going to kick the tires on another season. Don't people understand? And I hate to go morbid here, but don't people understand that not every day in this life is guaranteed, and that no, you know. People have been waiting for 40 years to see the Mets win a championship. How much longer are they going to make? The, how, much, how much longer do people got to wait? Yeah. Uh, what's this turned into? Well, I mean, yeah. you've got the money. Go out there and make these moves and sign these guys. Yeah, what's what's disappointing to me, and thank you for the call, man, uh, as always. What's disappointing to me is that for Mets fans and Steve Cohen, like they had two, Otani and Yamamoto, the two prizes of this offseason. And whatever you want to say about this offer to Yamamoto, they didn't have the highest bid for either of them. Now, I understand Otani wanted to be on the coast, and that's what everyone's going to say, and he wanted to be in L.A., and he never even picked up the phone to get Steve Cohen involved. Steve Cohen should have gotten involved. There's just no way around it. Like, I don't, I don't understand why we we're moving the goalpost on what Steve Cohen's supposed to be. These two players can't go both sign with the same team without Steve Cohen having the biggest offer for one of them. Like, that, that just can't be. It just can't be. He had to have had the biggest offer on one of these two guys. Had to. I mean, what, what are you sitting out and waiting for and talking about timelines? And it's just money. I'm not saying go trade for Juan Soto. That would have been, I understood that process. 
Like the thought process of not trading or not getting involved in Juan Soto when many Met fans were clamoring for it. Oh, all it's going to take is Mike, Mike King. They, we could find a Mike King type. Let's get Juan Soto. What are we doing? I understood not trading away assets for a player you can go buy next year. I get that. There are things that make sense, and then there are things that are just money. Like you're trying to stockpile and rebuild this farm system that has seen less guys come to the major league level than any farm system in baseball. I get it. I get it. Especially in the pitching department. They need to develop young pitching. Totally get it. They couldn't afford to send away three, four starting pitching prospects. I get it. Go buy Soto next year. That's what he and, – and the same people who are going to tell me, oh, well, what would you want? What would you expect? You know, uh, how, how's he going to go get uh, Soto? He gave, uh, Yamamoto, he gave up $325 million. It's the most – you know, they matched the contract. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are the same people who tell me, oh, he's come, Soto's coming to Queens next year. You know why? Because Cohen's going to give him the most money. What if, the, what if the Yankees match? Are you going to say, well, they gave him the most, and then the Yankees match. What are you going to do? Well, you know, I know I said they gave him the most money, and look, he did. It just wasn't enough. He wanted to be a Yankee. He played the whole year with the Yankees. He wanted to stay a Yankee. You can't have it both ways. You can't beat your chest that you have King Cohen as the owner, and then when he falls flat, move the goalposts. And that's exactly what's happening. And it's the same thing with the Yankees. If there are Yankee fans out there right now, who are, who are all in about the, the fully operational Death Star, and they're all in for this year, and they're going to go get Yamasoto, and it's going to be this kind of uh, Yamasoto offseason, and there'll be no stops. I can tell the difference. Hal means business. They're, they stopped at $25 million short of their man. They stopped $25 million short. Sorry. Both ownership groups take a big hit today. But I, I, the only difference is I feel like the Yankees understand they took the hit. I feel like the, the Mets and a lot of their fan base right now and, and their owner thinks, what do you want me to do? I offer 325. I mean, geez, guys. And while I understand the merits of that argument, it's, it's, about, it's about going out there and changing the narrative and bringing someone to this team that can help you. And what about next year? If you fall, I mean, like you're supposed to be Steve Cohen. You buy Jackson Pollock at, at, on a whim. You, you, this is a passion project. You're bringing back the, the black uniforms. You're you're doing opening day, uh, uh, old timers day. You're doing everything you can, and you have endless amounts of money. You can't beat your chest that he's that you have Steve Cohen as the owner, King Cohen as the owner, and don't you worry, Yankee fans. Sucks for you. They're gonna sign Soto next year. Okay, where where is he proving that? Tyree in the Bronx, what's up, Tyree? Yeah, man. Um, first thing, I'm gonna hit you with a line from a movie you should know. You sound like y'all crying. There's no crying in baseball. Sure, that's one of the, that's one Look, of the great I'm movies a, ever. I know. I'm a, I'm a Padre fan, so I gotta look at the Dodgers every freaking year, right? Every year. And, you know, last time he went to a World Series was against your team, and y'all beat us. And so, I, you know, my empathy for y'all in this whole Yamamoto thing is not really that high because, I mean, y'all, y- y- I mean, 
y'all, y'all got Juan Soto. You know what I'm saying? Y'all took him for, y'all took him y'all took him off on our hands for a year, maybe. You know what I mean? We don't know. You know, we're, we're not gonna. We don't. We never know what's gonna. You know, what what, what the future is gonna hold in 24, 25 season. But <clears throat> the Mets and the and the Mets. The last time they, you know, the last time they went to the last time they were in the World Series was '86. So, but I mean, at least y'all have something to hold yourself on to. My Padres been struggling forever, and. You know, and we tried to shoot with teams. No one's asking for sympathy. I I understand what you're saying. And, yeah, the Padres have it worse than the Yankees, although they've spent a bunch of money and brought a bunch of stars there, and it still hasn't worked out. So I I understand, and thank you for the call. But, I mean, it's not about the San Diego Padres, unfortunately. You know, yeah, the Yankee and Met fans have it better than we can go through the litany of teams that, that aren't even considered in the realm of being able to do what the Mets and the Yankees are involved in. There are teams who just, they're not getting involved in Yamamoto. They're not getting involved in Juan Soto. They're not getting involved in Max Scherzer. They're not getting involved in Verlander. They're not getting involved in DeGrom. They're not getting involved because they don't have the money. So, yeah, or they have, and the, the Padres have failed. So, yeah, I get it. No one, no one's saying, oh, woe is me necessarily, but the idea of what we thought we had. And not getting Yamamoto is significant. It means something. It tells us something about these two franchises. It just does. It just does. I think both franchises come out looking bad. It's a lot of money. And and early on, we didn't think it would go this high. But the Yankees stopped short at $25 million. Like, he wanted to be a Yankee. That was all the reports early on. He was, The Yankees were the favorite. Yankees were the favorite. Hal was was out there. I think Hal had a lot to do with pushing the Soto deal over the line. They were very aggressive on that. They decided to stop here. Now they have to go pivot, and that's the next conversation. Where do they go from here? The Yankees have to finish this offseason. Soto is not finishing the offseason. They have to go get starting pitching. They have to. They have to go get at least one top quality starting pitcher. They have to. So whether it's entering the free agent market on Montgomery and Snell, or whether it's looking for trades in 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 Chicago at Cease or with Burns in Milwaukee, they have to figure out a way to bolster this rotation. No way around it. No way around it. And I, I would think the Mets should go do the same, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. Dave in Point Pleasant. What's up, Dave? Hey, hey, Chris. It, you know, it, it's very simplistic. Um, they, 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 the Yankees need to do something, and they need to do something fast. Yeah. Um, I'm 56 years old, and it's it's been forever since we've been to the World Series. You know, you have graduating classes in high school, freshmen, juniors, seniors, who've never even seen them play in, in the World Series. I mean, the brand is taking a beating here the last ten to twenty years. It's yeah. taking a beating. Do you think? Do you yeah. think ten that, twenty years I'm, ago? I, yeah. Ten twenty years ago, we would have lost this kind of guy today. No chance. Uh, I don't know. No I don't chance. Know. I, I mean, I... the brand was so much bigger. Was so much. It, it. It. It just was. It's just. It. The brand does not mean what it used to. It just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the brand does take a hit because that's what they were kind of being sold on and Yamamoto was selling them uh, or we were being sold that the brand meant a lot to Yamamoto. Uh, 
And that's like what we were hanging our hat on. It was the money, obviously. You're going to have to go pay him. But if all things being equal, he wants to be a Yankee because he loves the brand. And that the brand is big in Japan. You see all the pictures of him in Yankee hats. I, I agree. The brand is taking a hit here. I don't know if they got every single uh, big-time free agent 20 years ago. Uh, I think the Dodgers have changed the way they handle business in their new ownership. The Dodgers didn't exist. Steve Cohen didn't exist. You're seeing a lot of franchises that spend on the same level as the Yankees. The revenue sharing didn't exist, where the Yankees are, are literally putting money in, uh, in lesser teams' gotta pockets. Got to get back to the big games again. The big games. The big. Well, they World were just. Series I know games. they were just in was, the ALCS. Yeah, like, it seems it seems like such a long time ago, too. It really does. I know, but it was just a gotta year ago. Got to get in the World Series. In the got to get. In the I agree. World they have to get I to know. the World Series. I, I, I agree. You know, I, but I, I mean, know but. But I mean, I the, Do- the Dodgers. The Dodgers have been in the World Series more recently, but the Dodgers have just lost how many? Yeah, uh, they yeah I agree. In in the I first agree. round, like I, I agree. it's not we like the Dodgers gotta, have a ton of championships. The, the Dodgers have one champ. The Dodgers have one championship since 1988. You know, it's not like they have a, a ton of championships. They have more money, and they've been a winning franchise over the last handful of years. But it's not like they're rolling rings. They have one championship. It was in the shortened uh, season, and they've been to two others in 17 and 18, but. They have one championship, and they have won since 1988. So I, is it just that the, the Dodgers are a bigger name? I think the Dodgers got Otani because Otani wanted to stay on the West Coast, and they were the only West Coast team he wanted to go to and that they could pay. So it ended up setting up perfectly. His contract allowed them to go do something else at this level, and he probably wanted the West Coast, if all things being equal, because it's closer to Japan. He wanted to go play with Otani, apparently, and it just – it 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 – Ended up being a perfect storm where the Dodgers stepped in. But no question, the brand is hurt. Everything's hurt. The idea this was going to be the big, bad operational Death Star. But now I'm going to see if Yankees and their fans are the same they were last night. Because last night, last night I took a handful of calls from Yankee guys I know who've called me before who hate Brian Cashman who despise Brian Cashman, who despise Hal Steinbrenner, who think they've done a miserable job, like I think you did, that they've diminished the brand over the last 20 years by not winning. And they've, you know, they're cheap. They don't go after Harper. They don't go after Machado. Steinbrenner only cares about the chicken buckets. All that conversation was starting to fade off into the distance after the Juan Soto trade. They got Juan Soto and everybody, and they were in on Yamamoto. And I asked a bunch of guys last night, would you are you past that? Do you think you believe in the Yankees now, or at least that they're changing their ways a little bit and Steinbrenner's willing to spend and this, that, and the other? And every one of them said, Yeah, 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 no, I'm good. I feel better about this, even if they miss out on Yamamoto. Well, now they have. And they fall they fell twenty five million dollars short of making sure Yamamoto was a Yankee. Or at least that, that he would have to take the same contract or more money or less money somewhere else. They stopped at $300 million. They had a line in the sand. A team that makes a ton of money. A team that's revenue and how much they make and how much they spend has becoming further and further apart year by year. A team that won 82 games last year in what was the worst regular season they've had in 30 plus years. A team that hasn't been to the World Series since 2009. A team that's fan base has has started to despise it. And there's become a toxic relationship between front office ownership group and the fan base. They were $25 million possibly away from getting a 25-year-old ace starting pitcher that would have sent this fan base off into a tizzy. 
The idea they would have pulled off the Yamasoto offseason would have absolutely set ticket sales on fire, would have changed the way this feeling, this franchise feels about the team, the way the fan base, excuse me, feels about the franchise. Everyone would have been pumped. It wouldn't have mattered what else you did. It would have just been bit pieces. You got Yamasoto. You went out there and you got the best starting pitcher. You traded for the best hitter available, a Hall of Famer, and now let's go win a championship. The fan base would have been buzzing for April. Now I'm having conversations about why'd they stop at three hundred. This is the same thing. We wouldn't have lost this kind of guy twenty years ago. Like this is they have to pivot and make a big move. I knew the Juan Soto thing wasn't good enough, and despite the fact some Yankee fans are telling me, oh no, they've done enough, I feel good, but that now we don't. Now we don't. Now that the Dodgers swooped in and spent a billion dollars this year to become baseball's biggest rival to every other team they stepped foot on the field with, that because they did that, now everything is called into question. The brand, how much money Steinbrenner's willing to spend, Brian Cashman, all of it. Now Brian Cashman has to pivot and go pay someone or pivot and work a deal with another starting pitcher, uh, Burns or Cease or someone, because they need someone else at the top of this rotation because last year's big free agent signing, Rodon, was a disaster. And we don't know if he can stay healthy. We don't know if he can pitch. We don't know if he's uh, mentally strong enough to pitch in New York. We have so many questions about him. Nesta Cortez has injury issues. Like, they have to figure this out. Because, yes, they've improved the offense with Soto and, and Verdugo. And there was news today that Dominguez might be back earlier than we thought. Great. Volpe won the gold glove. Great. Glaber Torres had a good year. Great. Giancarlo Stanton is an absolute question mark, and that's being kind. Judge needs to be healthy all year. Rizzo couldn't finish the season because of concussion injuries. Like, There's too many questions on this team to allow the offseason story to be sure we got Juan Soto, but we fell flat on Yamamoto. And right now, that's the story. Make no mistake, it changed at 11 o'clock last night. It changed. And the Yankees better figure it out right now. All right, 2.30, McMonagall here with the 877-337-6666. Everyone wants to talk about Yamamoto as he is a Dodger. There is still stuff to do. It is Football Friday. We'll have to do the picks at some point. We did see a good uh, a good team, at least, on Thursday Night Football. We saw uh, that's Stafford looks excellent. They were talking about it on the broadcast, the kind of shape he's in and the 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 health and how he's feeling and you saw it last night he was he looked great he was throwing from all different kind of arm angles he was uh yeah he he looked healthy running the running for a little bit uh he was extremely accurate he looked as good as he's ever looked i mean he looks like he's on top of his game at what is he 35 years old 35 36 years old he looked like he was on top of his game and obviously um, the young, uh, I always say his name wrong, uh, for some reason, Nakua. And although Cup dropped a lot of passes in the game, it just, it felt that that offense is, it's just dynamic. It had big plays. They run the sweep a lot. They run a lot of different things and they were just dangerous. And the Saints just couldn't keep up. I know it ended up only being an eight point score, but that was like, late nonsense they are they are i think they're a legit team now are they on the level of the 49ers i don't think anyone is but can they win a game 
can they can they give uh, an Eagles team a run for its money? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they they possibly could. I don't think they can go. Dallas has been so good at home. I don't think they could beat Dallas at home, but on a neutral field or on the road, I think they could be they a neutral field or in their building. I think they could beat Dallas. I I I, I like the Rams. I think the Rams, it's funny because I if the, if Buffalo gets in, I think they're dangerous, and I kind of think the Rams are dangerous right now. McVay is a good head coach. That offense is is scary looking right now. I, I like the way that they look really sharp, and Stafford looks excellent. He's accurate. He's throwing from all different arm angles. He's moving good. He's avoiding sacks, throwing on the run, keeping plays alive. Like he looked great, and they have enough weapons there to be dangerous. So we saw that. Inside the NFC playoff picture, obviously the Jets and Giants. Jets on Christmas Eve against Washington. Giants Christmas Day in Philadelphia. And DeVito, obviously, will continue to be the story. Hopefully he plays well. Uh, everything going on with him is he's a, he's applied for patents for uh, the passing Paisan, which I hadn't, I hadn't heard that one yet. When I saw that, I was chuckling. I don't remember hearing anyone say passing Paisan. But obviously, Tommy Cutlets has been a big thing. So, and I and look, I understand people get upset with things like this. People think it's it's a distraction from football a little bit. And you know, here's what I'll tell you: it's, it signifies to me. If I'm really going to look at it and say, what do I get from you know him immediately running out there? First of all, we've seen Tom Brady tried to do Tom Terrific or something like that, and everyone was like up in arms because you know, obviously Tom Seaver, but like. These guys file for patent, but what it kind of tells me is right now that even DeVito kind of understands what this is, right? Like, if he thought he was going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants moving forward, like, if he thought he was about to have a big NFL career, do you think he'd be trying to sell, you know, Tommy Cutlet pasta sauce, the passing paisan garlic bread? Like, I think he, I think Tommy DeVito is aware of what this is, and I don't blame him at all. He should be out there trying to make every dollar off of this. And maybe he can be on this roster next year, and maybe he can be a backup quarterback. But, like, just to – I mean, you start worrying about selling pastas and pasta sauces and Tommy Cutlets. I understand they don't make a lot of money. I understand even if he is the starting quarterback of the team next year, he won't make a lot of money. But something tells me he realizes I better better jump up right now and start making the most of this. But we'll see. Maybe he goes in. Maybe he goes into Philadelphia and takes care of business and plays well. I can't imagine them winning the game. Maybe they can. I know Philadelphia is is, is struggling right now. That defensive backfield has looked terrible the last few weeks. Hertz is either is either banged up or going through something. He's making mistakes. They don't look the same. And they blew a game late last week, but and they've lost a handful of games in a row here, but. They have owned the New York Giants, and they've they know going. They've known for weeks that they had three wins at the back end of this game. It's just a back end of the season. It's just a matter of playing well enough. And the question for the Jets will be: Do they show up? Like that's what I'm interested with the New York Jets. Are they going to show up? Because now that Rodgers has been a part of the team, now that he's practicing, now that he's been activated. Now that he's put the stamp of approval on the head coach, he's put the stamp of approval on the offensive coordinator, on the GM. This is all moving forward. He's going to be here multiple years. Like what with that news? Because the talk heading into the out of the postgame 
of last week was, yeah, it's hard to keep motivated. Yeah, we had little effort. Yeah, we got our asses kicked, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to stay motivated. But now that the plan is coming together, whether it, though it won't be this year, the idea of, hey, this coach isn't going anywhere. Hey, we're staying. Hey, we're battling through this thing. Can they get this defense to show up against a, a lousy Washington team? And can this offense, probably not led by Zach Wilson, who didn't practice again on Thursday, probably led by Simeon, can they figure out a way to go against a Washington team that traded away both its best pass rushers, that is you know, fa- playing out the string here? Can they figure out a way to step up and put a stamp on that stamp of approval from Aaron Rodgers? Can they stand up and make you feel better about the head coach? after Rodgers told you how fantastic he is. What a fantastic head coach that Robert Solid is. Can that team go out and not get embarrassed against Washington and make everyone feel a little bit better about the plan moving forward? 877-337-6666. But we know what the story is. We know what the story is right now. The Yankees and Mets both left in the lurch while Yamamoto goes to the Dodgers. And I'm starting to come to terms with it. I'll admit, I'll admit I was angry to start. The C was angry that, that day, my friends. I was angry to start the show. I had, I had Yamasoto in, long in my plan. I had many, many, many a obnoxious tweet and replies to the haters all lined up in my head. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. And then he decides to go to L.A. and be second fiddle to Shohei Otani and take $325 million and run that contract that was offered to him by the Mets, by the Dodgers. They said yes. I would imagine the Yankees were offered the same deal or talked to about it and said no and stopped at $300 million. That was the line in the sand for the New York Yankees. They better do something. I know there's a lot of Yankee fans out there that are happy in this offseason, and in some ways the offense will be much better, which has been the main problem. The starting pitching... Ultimately, last year was awful, but besides last year, the starting pitching has been pretty good for this team, even as they lose, even as they diminish the brand, as as the last caller said, even as they haven't been able to get through the postseason. The starting pitching has been pretty good. It's always been the offense, and now they've pretty much done what you could have possibly asked them to do with the offense. I think Verdugo's going to have a really good year. I think Soto is a, you know, he's Soto. We all know what he is. It's just a matter of can they keep him long-term, but you know how great he's going to be this year as long as he's healthy. Same thing with Judge, same thing with Rizzo, in my opinion. I think you can count on Rizzo being pretty good as long as he's healthy and recovered from the the, the head injury. Gleyber Torres had one of the better uh, offensive years for a second baseman in the league last year. Hopefully he can build on that. And you feel pretty good about the offense. You feel better. It's a little bit more balanced, left, more left-handed. But this rotation is is nothing but question marks after the Cy Young Award winner, Garrett Cole. Just nothing but question marks. And they have to go out there and do something. You cannot let Yamamoto go. You, Yamamoto go. You cannot have this offseason be this close to feeling like you just pulled off the offseason of the century and then let it peter out once Yamamoto takes the Dodgers over you. Go get Burns. That's what I want bad. Go call Milwaukee right now, Cash. Call them up. Go figure out a way to get Burns here. 877-337-6666. We can talk football. We can talk Yamamoto. Whatever you guys want to talk to me about at 2.40 in the morning, I'm on board. Mark in Comac. What's up, Mark? 
Hey, I'm a really big Mets fan, but I got to tell you, man, some of these takes today are absolutely comical. It's, it's kind of, I'm, I'm very disappointed that the Mets didn't get the Amato, but man, these takes are making it uh, kind of funny, though. Um, well, what takes yeah, first are funny? Of all, well, first of all, like Yankee brand. Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? How am I funny? No, I'm not talking. No, I'm just saying the Yankee no, brand. I'm, are still to be worried. I'm giving you the Goodfellas <laughs> thing. You didn't get the Goodfellas. No, I, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very I'm around. in on the uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm just very, um, you know, people are still going to be wearing Yankee hats in Asia. Maybe a few more Dodger hats now. The Yankee brand's going to be okay. And I'm sorry for, I mean, even though being a Met fan, I kind of find it hilarious that it's been so long. I feel so bad. The 14 years is an eternity. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? This is why Mets fans hate Yankee fans. Not only why Mets fans hate Yankee fans, but why the Yankees are a very hated team around baseball. Why They're just that? spoiled. I mean, that's They're just spoiled. the way it is. Yeah, well, listen. They are the Yankees. Yeah. They haven't been to a yeah. World Series since 2009. The Mets, as many Mets yeah. fans like to sure. point out, the Mets have been to the World Series more recently than the Yankees. And yeah. they've been, you know, they've been disappointing in the same way over and over again and can't beat the same team over and over again and yeah listen this is when Yamamoto and his camp and everything make it seem like he wants to be a Yankee because of who the Yankees are and then suddenly he spurns them for 25 million dollars to go to to LA with Shohei Otani look there's no doubt it takes it takes a little bit of a hit. It just it does it's not you're right I'm not saying I'm not saying the Yankees brand is now worthless but you know it, it's it's a negative mark against this ownership group and the Yankees. Yeah, of course. What I mean, you miss out on a lot of free agents. I mean, it's going to be always a negative mark. But my point is, let me just say this, okay? Yeah. Is that, look, as much as we want to make believe that you and I both know everything, how negotiations went, neither one of us, which is a fact, we're in yeah. these negotiations. So we don't exactly know how this went, okay? All right. What we know, or what we believe we know, is that Yamamoto was just in New York, Okay. Yep. And that, obviously, he met with the Yankees, Boone's game in Jersey, they met with the Mets. And so the Yankees made an offer, the Mets made an offer. Now, all of a sudden, a few days later, he goes to the Dodgers. So what seems like he put one-on-one together is Stephen Cohen made his best offer. Right. And Yamamoto went with his tail between his legs back to the Dodgers and said, oh, here's what the Mets gave me. Can you match, Your Honor? Or I might go to the Mets, I might go to the Yankees. Dodgers like, absolutely and bam, he goes to the Dodgers. Okay, so to sit here and say that Cohen's offer was not the highest, it was not. It was the same. It turned out being the same. But at the time, it was the same. He went back to the Dodgers. And so what are you going to do? Are you going to sit here and you're going to blast even Cohen for that? No. Uh, I'm happy yeah, that Eric Campbell isn't my third and fourth hitter with John Mayberry. That's embarrassing. Not that we just offered $325 million and I never use the term embarrassing. Um, I don't think it's embarrassing to $325 million. But here's, here's the point. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I understand your point about, sure, it was the highest at one point. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. That doesn't get you anything, though. He, we, we've been saying for weeks that he was going to have to turn down money to go somewhere else. Did we not think this was plausible? How do you know Stephen Cohen was given the opportunity to do that, though? He may not no, I didn't give the opportunity to make the highest offer. He might have said, great, match it. I just said, look, we'll, give, right. we'll match it. And then immediately signed. Okay, I mean, I, 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 that, I guess that's possible. I mean, the Yankees were probably offered it, didn't do it. I mean, I would think that Steve Cohen is a smart businessman, right? Everyone seems to want to call him the smart businessman. He knows how negotiations work. He knows what's the realm 
of what it needs to be and what is possible for the Dodgers to say yes to and whether or not he's going to get another option to like he's got to read the situation and I'm sorry I'm not going to just say all right he offered 325 great he went into this knowing he had to be far and away better than the Dodgers and the Yankees if he wanted him he had to be and he just wasn't. I'm not necessarily saying he's a disastrous owner. I'm not saying this is embarrassing. I'm not saying Mets fans should hang their head in shame. What I'm saying is, is we went into this process and this offseason with Otani and Yamamoto as the two biggest free agents in baseball. And in neither situation did the Mets have the highest bid. And what is Steve Cohen there for if these two great players, and in Otani's case, the arguably the greatest player of all time, why is Steve Cohen thought of as this big, bad, rich owner that other teams need to be careful of and new rungs of, of tax need to be put into the luxury tax for? And oh, they're gonna get he's gonna get Juan Soto next year Yankee fans you're screwed and everything and beating our chest about King Cohen if in two instances these free agents in neither case did he have the most money on the table when this when the deals were signed like that's all I'm saying we act like he's this big powerful he'll give the most money and he hasn't that's all so we want to so when you when when Met fans come at me and say or and or Evan for example will say rent in the Bronx buy in Queens well what if the Yankees match the offer and he takes it and go, well, what are you going to do? Like, how many times can you just say to Steve Cohen, well, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, eventually he has to come through. I guess he hung up. But I I, I don't, I get it. Three. I, I never use the word embarrassing. I'm not, Steve Cohen didn't embarrass himself. Nor do I think the Yankees embarrassed themselves. But it's a bad day. It's a it's a it's a knock. It's a knock. I've been saying this all week. This isn't new for me. I, I I maybe you haven't heard me all week. All week I've been saying he needs to have the most money on the table. If they don't get him, then it take he, he the King Cohen takes a knock. I've been saying this for weeks. Today's the day it happened. I'm saying it again. This, this is a knock for Steve Cohen not having the most money on the table for the biggest free agent he desperately wanted. He's not, the reports are already out. He's not doing anything else. He wanted one man this offseason. It's just money. He has it. Give him the most. Figure out what that is and figure out a way to be more, to give more money than the Dodgers. You're making it sound like, well, this is how it happened. And if that's how it happened, well, geez, what can you expect? I can expect him to have the most money and be smart enough to figure out what that was going to be and make sure he said it. Otherwise, you're lost out without using and flexing his monetary muscle. Sorry, that's just the way it is. At least that's the way I see it. Doesn't mean you have to crush him. Doesn't mean the team is now doomed. Doesn't mean I'd rather have the Will Ponds back or that I wish I had a different owner if I were a Met fan. I'm happy with Steve Cohen. He has done a good job. He has put money into the team. But now he's just another rich owner. Now he's the Yankees. He's not any better than the Yankees. He's not any better than anybody else. He do, As of right now, until he proves otherwise, he is not some sort of big bad man who will take everyone he wants because he hasn't. That's all. It's no longer, you got a problem because Steve Cohen's in town. 
No, I got no problem. As a Yankee fan looking to re-sign Yamamoto next year, uh, looking uh, to sign Soto next year, I don't have a problem. I'm not overly worried that Steve Cohen will go nuts and offer crazy money. He'll offer the most. Yankees will say, okay, I'll match, and then boom, it's over. And then we'll go, well, well, what do you want him to do? Like, we're moving the goalpost on who he's supposed to be. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's a bum. I'm not saying what a disastrous owner. Holy cow, the, it's, the, the Mets are in enormous problems with this guy moving forward. I'm just saying it's, I don't love the plan of taking a step back this offseason. I don't love the plan of a man like Steve Cohen and his money not spending any. And I don't love the idea of just being okay with, with putting out a contract offer and having it matched and then go, what do, you, uh, what do you expect? I expect him to win. I expect him to get the guy he wants. That's what I thought he was here for. That's why I thought we were all really excited that a billionaire bought the Mets. Did I miss something? What's changed? Philip in Queens. What's up, Phil? Oh, thank you for uh, taking my call. First of all, happy holidays. Happy holidays and... to you, sir. Oh, and we still have to do the uh, the last uh, Christmas Advent calendar of the year, The uh, my final Christmas holiday take of the 2023 year. So that'll come up as well. I forgot about that. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Phil. There you go. Um, well, I want to talk about, I'm, I'm a Mets fan, but I'm, I'm a, but most of all, I'm a baseball fan and I'm looking at this from a baseball point of view. And right now there's a new evil empire and I'm surprised it's not being said. It's the Dodgers, obviously. In two days, like you said, they signed two players to a billion dollars. And if you're a team like the Pirates or the Reds, it's a joke. If they're, if they're playing oh, the yeah, Dodgers. They, they have no chance. Yeah. And my point is, to sign these I think it's a sad day for baseball. Because if all yeah. the good players are going to one team like the Dodgers, if I'm on the other teams, like there was a Padres fan who called, how are you going to have a chance against the Dodgers if all the good players are going to the Dodgers? So I, I don't think this is just a bad day for the Yankees and a bad day for the Mets. And I'm a Mets fan, but I think this is a sad day for all of baseball, and I really wish the baseball commissioner would step in and at some point say, you know what, this isn't good for baseball. You can't have all the good players on one team. It's a, it's a, well, it's, I mean, they have, they have, they, he can't just say that. Like, here, here's the thing. He can't just say, this is not a good deal. Uh, you can't have everybody on this team. I got to put a kibosh on the deal. He can't do that. What he can do is come, uh, you know, collective bargaining time when they're looking for their new contract talk about things like this, which they should have been more involved in, but they have. They've talked the taxes for competitive balance. Theoretically, a lot of money now from the Dodgers is going to go into the pocket of the Pirates, into the pocket of the Royals, into the pocket of you know the Tampa Bay Rays, and it's up to them to spend it. In many cases, they don't, and they don't do enough. Like, why, you know, they're trading glass now to the Dodgers. Why, why is Tampa Bay trading glass now to the Dodgers? Go out there and pitch. With, he's a great pitcher. Go out there and let him play for you. He's under, you know, he's under control for another year. Go make him and then pay him, God forbid. Oh, my God. Like, you know, it's not – those owners can do that. But what they can do is talk about in the collective bargaining the idea of um, deferred money not counting against the cap. They need to figure that out because it's absolute nonsense. I agree. You want to pay him $700 yeah, million? Yeah, I think it's you not want to just pay him a $700 million for, for 10? For, Listen, on some level it is. In some level it is, but at the same time, 
you know, the Dodgers make money. I get that. But like a lot of people's take is why are we punishing the teams that are willing to try and win? You know, like that's the Yankees are willing to try and win. The Mets are willing to try and win. The Dodgers are willing to try and win and spend money and put forth a, a legitimately good prospect, uh, uh, a good team and a good product where there are teams, you know, they're not trying. They know they're not trying to win. Like you, the Pittsburgh Pirates have no chance of winning and they haven't really put themselves in a position to do so. Why? Like, why are we helping them? Because they have money. You think their owners have no money? Their owners have money. They could spend money. You could turn Pittsburgh into a, a must-see attraction. They had seasons where they won 94 games when McCutcheon was winning MVPs. People showed up. They don't want to spend the owners because they're not in the same kind of market. It's harder for them to make big money. But it is a bit of a sad day, and it's absolute not. The, the, the Otani contract is BS. And the idea that he, they were able to make this deal... And who knows? We might find out again. I, I said this when I opened the show. We're going to find out information as we go along. This is my instant reaction to the most recent news and everything I have at my fingertips and my opinion about things. Who knows? We might, I might be screaming all night about Steve Cohen, and then we find out he actually offered 240 250 and it was, it was $20 million more than the Dodgers. And then I have to take this all back and say, okay, he offered the most money. I, f- I feel better about things. Like I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, all I can do is react to what I have at the moment. And we, we might find out that Otani and him had this in, in lockstep and that they wanted to play together and Otani figured out a way to make it so the Dodgers can do it and they've been working out this deal the entire time. I don't know. He might never have wanted to be a Yankee. It was all nonsense. He was putting out pictures of him in fake Yankee hats and he didn't care about the p- pride in the pinstripes or any of that and it was just all a facade to get as much money out of the Dodgers as possible. Who knows? I have no idea. And maybe the Yankees snuffed that out and said, you know what, 300 if you want to be a Yankee, 300 million. That's a fair offer for your services, considered you've never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. Here's 300 million. Maybe they started to get wind that this was all BS. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is a player they desperately wanted to get, they fell $25 million short on. No matter how high the number is, 25 million. 25 million. And the Mets, in both of these two free agents, did not have the biggest offer on the table. Plain and simple. That's it. And now they have to do something. And it looks like the Mets aren't going to, and we'll find out about the Yankees, but they better. Because I don't believe, this is not the Yankees being back just getting Juan Soto for a one-year deal. It's not, a, it's not good enough. It makes me feel better. I, I think the offense will be better, but they have to go target. They have to go target a starting pitcher or two, 877-337-6666. All right, we're moving right along here. Three hours down, two more to go. McMonagle with you until 5 o'clock in the warm-up show on this football Friday. We still have things to do. We have picks. Talk a little bit more about the games up ahead this week. We start to really start to get a picture on the NFL playoffs. And, of course, a little bit of Christmas as well because today is it. Christmas is around the corner. This will be my last show before Christmas, so we'll do our last Advent calendar, a little bit of fun on a Christmas-themed weekend, 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you all the way till 5 right here on The Fan.